Hello, welcome to Work Actually, the podcast that delves into the reality behind different jobs and careers. My voice is slightly croaky, it's definitely still we're in full swing of the Euros and um, lots of pub visits and uh, yeah, the final is tonight, so hopefully it's coming home. Hopefully when you're listening to this, we're all a very happy nation and um, yeah, we, we won't go into what the other alternative is. But yeah, sorry for the slight croakiness. Um, I'm still recording podcasts virtually, but I did have the pleasure this week of meeting a guest face-to-face, which was a treat. We didn't do the interview face-to-face, but I did meet Mary Thomas, who's the guest this week. She runs Mary.com where she sells her own sports bra designs with specially patented overband technology. Basically, that technology supports the upward motion as well as the down, which is basically really the only motion most of the big brands look at, the down, whereas Mary knows that the upwards motion is an area to look at because she worked in a lab that tests all the branded sports bras and then identified that no one was really looking at this motion too. So the collections are fantastic. They're worn by loads of women, all searching for something more supportive and comfortable, as well as lots of celebrities like Zoe Sugg and Bella Mackey and Chessie King. And we had a really good chat about the importance of offering women the best support because it has such a direct impact on so many other parts of a woman's life. So if women feel more comfortable and supported, they're likely to feel more confident when they're exercising and push themselves more and achieve more. That's something that Mary is really passionate about. I met Mary at a launch event for her new line and um, I was really lucky to actually get some of her kit. I'm wearing the leggings now actually because I've got the intention of going to exercise which hopefully I do do <laughs> but um, I obviously also got one of her bras and I can categorically say that nothing moved when I was exercising. It was very, very comfortable. I completely forgot I was actually wearing a sports bra which is exactly the objective. So I thoroughly recommend it and um, Mary gives bespoke fitting consultations so I went on a Zoom call with her a few days before and she talked me through the measurements and then brought a couple of sizes with her for me to try. So really personal touch which made the experience really easy and enjoyable. And I really loved this chat. I love to see a business kind of rooted in passion and doing really well. It's really exciting. And there's lots of great tips for setting up business and learnings. Oh, my voice is going. I better, I better pass it over to the interview then. So I hope you enjoy. But thank you so much for joining me on the hottest evening of the year, I think it's Actually, as I just said that, my laptop said, it's get, your laptop is getting quite hot. <laughs> <laughs> so is the rest of us. <laughs> Literally, I know how you feel, laptop. Yeah. Um, how are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Thanks for asking. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm good. Thanks. It's so great to have you on the podcast, Mary. Um, I'm really excited because actually when I was thinking and doing some research into you, I realized that I know a little bit about bras and bra health because I actually did some PR for a client years ago um, who was quite similar in that just saying the bra industry needs a real shakeup and actually it's really old fashioned and the people in it are old fashioned and it's not modernizing. And um, actually she told me something that always stuck with me. She said, bra measurements that we know today, so the traditional measuring system is based on men's World War One or World War Two uniforms and it's two dimensional. She was like, our breasts are obviously 
three-dimensional things and she was like we're measuring them as two-dimensional which I just that always stuck with me and I thought you know that's makes a lot of sense hence why we all women have about 50 bras of all different shapes and sizes because we struggle to find the one it's absolutely no wonder that 80% of women are wearing their wrong size bra because like you said the industry is kind of like outdated nobody's kind of not everyone is using the same system and it's all just a one big question mark sometimes. And it's, again, it's not something we're taught about in school, you know, how to measure your bra size. You kind of have mm. to rely on people around you or go into the shop, which, you know, as a teenager can be a very daunting experience. So um, yeah, it's a, it's about time that we kind of, you know, debunk the whole industry and like, yeah, as you said, shake it up a little bit and question uh, things. So yeah, happy to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's go back to the beginning then because I was reading up about how your business started and when I go for a run I just get a dodgy hip and look quite hot and sweaty and don't really do anything productive whereas you came up with a fantastic business idea apparently when you were on a run <laughs> <laughs> and your company yeah, Mary so... is now a very very successful sports bra company. Oh <laughs> thank you very much I still feel like I'm in the startup phases you know it, it just still feels very new to me and it always amazes me still when people come up to me and say, oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I'm like, oh, my God, really? <laughs> like, fantastic. Tell me more. So, um, yeah, I mean, I started, uh, probably, well, my first collection launched in December 2019. So I've been going for a little over two years now. Um, but it first started kind of the idea when I left university. Uh, I got a job in the university department because <laughs> I didn't have a job lined up. And they needed some help because um, that's where they test at Loughborough University in the sports technology department, they test the performance of sports bras for a, a range of different brands mm. because the equipment that you need for uh, testing sports bras is very expensive and very complex and it's not readily available to everybody. So you need like a whole lab uh, with markers all over, placed all over you and running on a treadmill and then that those uh, those markers measure the motion of your breasts while you're running. So it's quite a complex system. Yeah, and it's actually good and to know there are machines like that because sometimes you think, is there any thought that goes into some of these sports bras that are out on the market? Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I assumed probably naively up to that point that everybody did sports bra testing. Like your, your bra is, you know, it, it serves a purpose. Yeah. There's so much research and biomechanical work that goes into you know, uh, designing the right footwear, but that doesn't seem to be translating to the bra industry. And, you know, as a, as a woman, the two two main things you need to, uh, to go for a run are a good pair of shoes and a good sports bra. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for me, it feels like vital. And I've, I, I was shocked to learn that there aren't so many people, like not everybody out there is doing it. And you got a job then at this testing facility at Loughborough University, which is quite cool, actually, because exactly. you, you don't know that these jobs exist, really. Um, Never did I. <laughs> yeah. So were you testing bras for big brands that produce produce these bras? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So some, some of the biggest brands, because I, I suppose those are the ones with uh, the biggest amount of funding, I suppose, to research and push this industry further, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, uh, not only conducted the testing, but I also was the sample size. So I was involved oh, in the testing as oh, well. Really? So I got to see both aspects. So yeah, we recruited a whole load of, uh, like women from different, uh, backgrounds, different sizes, different ethnicities to get involved in the testing, not only kind of objective testing, but subjective testing as well, like getting their opinion on 
you know, the fit of it, even the design, uh, how comfortable it is, as well as that kind of performance aspect uh, that you are get, that you're getting from the equipment as well. Fascinating, and and so so these bras that are using this, I guess, are, are being quite responsible then in that they are testing it, they are seeing it as something that needs to be fit for purpose it's not just a fashion accessory you know it's not you'd hope so wouldn't yeah. you yeah <laughs> I mean were you were they designing sending to you you were testing or were you testing and sending the results to them and then they design it would vary so people come to us for different reasons so some brands would come to us right at the start of the development process like maybe they were trying to improve on uh, an existing bra that they had in the collection and improve it further um, some just wanted to test the bra after it had been designed just to get kind of a bit of a marketing claim, as opposed to see how well it does perform yeah. and kind of everything in the middle as well. So, um, but yeah, the, the most kind of intriguing part for me was that most, well, everyone who came to us would say, oh, I want to stop, you know, downwards motion by X percent or by X centimeters. They're always looking at downwards motion of the breasts, which I thought, okay, great. That is, you know, that's probably the most important part. You want to protect the Cooper's ligament in your chest. Um, but to me, I was thinking, well, what comes up must come down, right? I, I mean, when I'm running along, uh, you know, just in my leisure time and catching myself in the reflection of a window or something, and I'm like, oh, there's like a lot of upward motion going on as well. So surely if you stop upward motion as well, then there's going to be less downward motion. So your boobs actually move in a um, 3D figure of eight when we're running. Mm. So it's not just straight up and down. So it's important that we don't kind of restrict our view to just kind of looking at the downward motion because our booze move in every single direction so I was just intrigued as to why no one was looking at this and I used to think well if I just place my hands over the top of my chest when I'm running now it's a really good sports bra you know <laughs> I, there was never my perfect there was never a perfect bra when I when I uh, you know during my experience at the at the testing but um there were some pretty good bras but I just thought if I just have something over the top, then it's perfect. Right. So that's kind of where that idea came from. So were you advising these brands to do that or or it's something you then um, thought, I mean, actually, I'm gonna I've seen this gap <laughs> in the market now. <laughs> I, 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 I mean I did mention it quite a few times. Yeah. I was like thinking, oh, you know, when I was asked for my feedback, my personal feedback yeah. on the bra that I was wearing, I was like, I just need something, you know, over the top here. And uh some people I suppose would I mean I everybody listened, but what you know what you know, what they do with that feedback is completely up to them. Um, but again, people came to us for absolutely different reasons. So some people, you know, got that feedback, some people didn't. So yeah, it's, it's just very interesting to see why people kind of came to us and, and, and uh, use the equipment that we had. Mm. So in terms of the testing process, then how does it work? Do you run on a treadmill and there are just different machines, I guess, looking at how your breasts move and what, what support that garment is is offering for however long that it's tested for exactly yeah. so again most people uh, most brands were kind of worried about running because that was considered high impact yeah. so the, the most common testing that we would carry out would be on a treadmill you know at different speeds just to see how your breast motion differs from slow speeds to high speeds um we did also conduct some you know explosive work like um like box jumps mm. and you know burpees and things like that but if the bra itself was designed for running, then most brands were interested in, you know, the running aspect yeah. of the testing. So what I found really interesting when I was researching you is because your brand is very much a kind of we're offering support 
in a bra but support in general because if you don't feel supported physically when you're exercising you start it has a mental impact doesn't it you you feel more self-conscious you feel uncomfortable you don't want to go out and and join in that exercise and I couldn't believe I had no idea there was a gender divide in exercise that you mentioned on your website so less women go out and exercise and this is a contributing factor to that you believe Exactly. Yeah. And I think it starts from a school age, you know, when we when we first developed yeah, breasts. Yeah. And you know, we kind of don't know what to do with them, or you know, you don't want to really get fitted because you're embarrassed and you don't want someone else kind of measuring you. It's all very kind of embarrassing. So so many well, I I was very lucky. I was uh, really interested in sports, so kind of I didn't really get deterred by it that much. You know, I did go out and get a sports bra and I didn't know as much as I did. I knew about them as I do now, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I knew a lot of my girlfriends. They, I saw them dropping out all the time from sports, and I was like, "Why are you dropping out? I'm like, I have no one to play with." Wow. <laughs> and uh, people, people would just drop out of sports, and obviously not tell you why. But you know, uh, some time later, learning that you know a lot of people were just embarrassed by their changing bodies and just didn't want to work out because they didn't feel comfortable and confident. So. This is definitely one of the aspects that's, you know, keeping women from carrying on in sport uh, when they're in school. Mm. And actually, from my work I did before, I realized, I mean, I don't have big breasts and I'm always complained about them growing up. But actually, I've really surprised how much they move. (laughs) Oh, I definitely need a sports bra. But what I realized was, God, I'm actually quite lucky because I started to learn about the problems that women with larger breasts have that I, you know, Mm. was very naive about. Um, Things even down to infections you can get and like posture problems and neck problems because if you don't have that right support, it's a huge weight on your body and and on your shoulders, bringing it forward, the impact on your neck and then people can have migraines and they can have even down to like – um, gastro problems and things because of that weight on your stomach and I just I found it really fascinating actually that it it really is still an area that's quite untapped isn't it I mean the work you're doing is fantastic and others I've seen but the norm of the bar industry is still behind absolutely yeah so I, I mean the obviously the women with bigger breasts probably you know are more after that kind of that really good sports bra um, uh, more than probably smaller chested women are, you know, they really want to pay attention to what sports bra they're going to get and it's going to make them comfortable and give them support. Yet most of a lot of brands out there, just, I see so many of them catering for like A to D cups and that's Mm. it. And it's like, there are so many, uh, there are so many more sizes out there that need to be catered for and the industry just isn't kind of prepared to do it. And it is difficult because, you know, there are so many sizes needed in, in bras because, you know, you have the back measurement and the cut measurement. So that's two aspects you need to think about. And then you need to have all the different variations of those kind of put together. So, you know, you do need 20, 30, 40 sizes in a collection sometimes, which is very difficult to do as a manufacturer. Yeah, but, you know, it's the, it's needed. It's, it, you know, people out there want it and people with bigger chests need that support and are looking for it. So it's really important that we kind of cater to women, you know, such as that, because, like you said, the posture is, you know, a really, really big issue. And, you know, people have back problems. And yeah, we just need to help more women kind of stay active because the, you know, women with larger boobs just simply cannot or will not exercise if they don't have the right support. So, yeah. you know, they're cutting out the whole kind of healthy balance uh, lifestyle out of their, uh, out of their lifestyle. So, and um, 
you know, also as well, a kind of a chilling fact that I like to, to bring up every now and then is that, you know, a, a 34G cup, for example, can move up to 15 centimeters when we're running, um, just to kind of give you a bit of a, a scale of that. That's like the length of, you know, those little rulers that you used yeah. to get in school in your pencil case. Yeah. It's that much your boobs can actually move. Uh, well, one one breast can move when when you're running along. So it's quite a lot of, uh, of motion that goes on there. Yeah, God, it really is. So you saw there was a gap. You're working in this department. How did you then think, right, okay, it's time to do something. I'm interested in this. I can see a gap in the market. Were you doing something before? What led you to making that decision, right, I'm actually going to take this on? Yeah, so I you know, I thought it was such an obvious idea. I was like, somebody's going to do this at some point. Just put something over the chest to, you know, reduce the bounce. Um, so I didn't really think much more of it. I got, you know, thought of the idea of starting a company. It was like, crazy so I actually got another job since uh since uh my time at Loughborough and I went to work at a wearables company in in London Mm. and I was testing wearable watches every day um for a good few years and so the idea of well the need for a good supporting sports bra never left me because I would still be out running testing these watches and thinking to myself oh I really I'm wearing the wrong bra today or I need a different I need a better bra still and so it just kind of, just kind of, uh, you know, chipped away at me in my brain yeah. for a few years after that. And until I got to the point where I was like, no, there's definitely something in this. I literally went to a charity shop and bought some belts and sewed them on to existing bras that I had in my wardrobe to see if they improved those bras. What? I literally did it at home. <laughs> I know. What do you I mean? did it at home. What, so you put the... So put the belt. So I would I would cut the belt up so it would be a curved shape. So it would go with the, the shape of my body, like over the top of my breasts. Yeah. And then sew them in to the sides, the like, like an overband. Exactly. And I was <gasps> wow. able to detach it as well. So I could, I could put it on and take it off and see how much of a difference it would make with and without the over that you know this oh over, you know, the first prototype of the overband just you know that alone see how much it improves and it did significantly so that then I was like right I'm doing this this is like this works so well <laughs> that is incredible wow what a, that's so I can't I can visualize it but it just sounds so uncomfortable as well <laughs> <laughs> well that's the thing it just it improved the like the bounce rate just so much mm. I was like oh this is so much better <laughs> So you think, right, I, this, there's an idea here. I'm going to take it on. How do you go about then designing and creating a product like a sports bra? I mean, surely you need yeah, well, a the, fair bit of money as well. Well, it's the uh, the design aspect because you think, well, I thought anyway, naively, uh, starting a sports bra company. It's like, oh, I'm going to be designing sports bras all the time. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, the design aspect came to me very quickly because I knew exactly what I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, put it all in a tech pack. And that bit was over very quickly. What's a tech <laughs> the, pack? The bit, so basically the, you know, the document they put together of how, you know, which, which seams you want where, right. what fabric you want where, and it literally, so you can translate it to a supplier who can then replicate it and make it truth. And you must and have known what yeah, fabrics were best then from all the testing that you'd done. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I had a very clear mind of, I, 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 I use a combination of fabrics as well because I knew I <sighs> Again, not one uh, one fabric doesn't solve it for me. Another fabric doesn't solve it for me, but a combination of those fabrics solves the problem for me. So that's why, yeah, that was a big aspect of it too. And yeah, so then I was kind of finding a supplier. And again, in the in the industry, I got a lot of um, my friends telling me of like, oh, you need to chase these guys. You need to find some, you know, these guys are really good at making sports bras. So I literally had to kind of 
go down and hunt them a little bit. So they don't have website suppliers, so it's it's very difficult to try and find people. Um, so yeah, after about a year of going to trade shows and emailing everybody I knew, um, I finally made some connections, and they helped me kind of yeah bring the bra to a reality. So you know we um, talked a lot over Skype and things, uh, communicated about what exactly I needed. They would then make a prototypes, send them to me. I also did a factory visit as well, just to obviously to see them because it'd be great and to speed up the, the development process, but to double check that, you know, everything was ha- was good um, with the supply that I, that I chose. And yeah, a few months later, um, I, <laughs> I also needed to find a supplier who did very small minimums because that is very difficult to find too. So yeah, of course, a lot of people they want to, yeah. you to make loads and loads. Yeah. They want you to make thousands and thousands yeah. and thousands like in one go. And I'm like, I can't do that right now. <laughs> Hope, don't know if this idea is going to take off, <laughs> if people are going to understand it. So let's start small. <laughs> so yeah, found a supplier that would agree to make me a small number just to make sure that, you know, the concept kind of resonate with people and it was a good idea. And then, yeah, from there, just started pl- uh, placing more and more uh, orders and yeah, I did a little bit of crowdfunding at the start and um, just yet yeah, looking for grants and things, which helped me out and some of my own savings as well. So combination of all those things got my first collection off the ground. That's an interesting um, area, crowdfunding, I think. I've spoken to a few people on this podcast that have done it and they really, really embrace it. You know, they said they couldn't believe it. It was very humbling. They couldn't believe people they didn't know would actually read up, believe in an idea and invest. Like it made them feel really um inspired and and really motivated to actually continue yeah it's so nice when people are like this is exactly what i need i'm like oh thank god not just me (laughs) because otherwise i was gonna have hundreds of bras for myself for the rest of my life (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) if nobody else believed in me (laughs) did you do kind of focus group research before or did you just know it already that there was this demand i did actually do a focus group beforehand yes as well um just to kind of check that um you know the idea that i was kind of thinking of did that resonate with people I showed them my designs what aspects they did and didn't like and what colors they even did or didn't like um so yeah I had like a two-hour focus group uh kind of in my my local area just to see what people were liking out of a sports bra even you know people of different ages what they looked for and I think with it being such a radical design it was a good idea for me to kind of do a not so radical um kind of print or you know colors uh, on it you know initially just so that it wasn't too scary for people when it first came out to be like, not only has it got this overband on it, which nobody's ever seen before, but it's got a crazy pattern on it as well. So I was trying to make it as, um, what's the word, like, as uh, friendly? Yeah, like accessible. Possible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just a quick one then, because you brought in this overband technology because of that upward motion, are there long-term health problems caused by wearing the wrong sports bra? For a long period of time. So it's the Cooper's ligament that we really want to protect right. um, when we are exercising, uh, which runs, you know, in, in your breast tissue, within your breast tissue as well um, and around the breast tissue. So um, so that, that can elongate once you're, you know, if your breast pulls down because mm. you're, you know, you've taken a big step uh, when you're running and, you know, your, your breast continues to, to um, travel downwards even when the rest of your body hasn't, is uh, stopped. Um, and, you know, once that elongates and stretches past the point of return, it's impossible to get that back. And that's what causes sagging of the breast, you know. So it's impossible to reverse unless, you know, you have surgery and stuff like that. So it's really that we want to protect uh, these ligaments. So and it can because it can also cause you pain by, you know, 
um, straining these ligaments too. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I remember actually just going back to that same project, a plastic surgeon was involved and because so many women were coming for breast reduction surgeries because they felt like there was absolutely no other option that they were just in constant pain and nothing was supporting. I mean, with your bras, I know they're, they're sports bras, but do women kind of wear them not doing sport as well because they just support so well? Yes, I've had some people say that. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, a lot of people like to wear uh, the Empower bra if they're, so, if they're, for example, just live an active kind of work life. Uh, like if they're in the NHS or if they're a teacher, they like to kind of have that support all day long, but having a bit more of a stretchy fabric. Um, but my solidarity around my high impact one, some people do like to wear that all day too. Um, they just kind of uh, undo some of the straps because there's a lot of adjustability on my solidarity bra uh, to kind of tighten it and, you know, make it you know fit to your body a bit, bit more. Um, so there's a lot of kind of tailoring of it uh, on, on the solidarity bra. So they just kind of adjust the straps a little bit, loosen them off and then, you know, tighten them when they go for a run, for example. So, yeah, there's kind of a lot of, uh, yeah, quite a few people who like to wear both. <laughs> I bet. I mean, I'm one of these people that don't, doesn't really relate to but I know it's so common about people when they say the first thing they do when they walk in the bar and um, walk in the house is just to take off their bra because as well if you have you know big breasts but a bra that isn't properly supporting it's uncomfortable isn't it it can dig into your yeah. shoulders and your back and just yeah no wonder people just want to rip them off even though the whole point of them is to kind of alleviate the weight <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. And if you if you get a bad fitting bra, which I, I, you know, if a lot of people out there wearing the wrong size bra, then I imagine there's so many women out there in pain yeah. uh, who are wearing, you know, because the wires are digging in in the wrong place so that, you know, they're meant to be sitting or they're wearing, uh, you know, straps or bands that are too tight for them or just, you know, just maybe just a bad bra. Um, so, yeah, it's important that we get comfort as well as support um, to get both of those things right for, you know, women to be comfortable and supported yeah because there's so many people wearing the wrong size bra because their sized bra doesn't exist you know there isn't an, an option for them that actually fits all the criteria that they need like it might be the right cup size but it hasn't got the right straps or it's not the right material or it's not I mean there's so many yeah. there's so many elements to to your shape of your breasts and, and your body and how they move. Like you say, they're moving in such different ways. Like, so not what you expect. So you were testing, it's actually a figure of eight and you have to have a bra that can adapt to that, don't they? Rather than just hold something in place and hope that it helps. Exactly. You get a lot of women trying to fit into sizes that they are not suited for because, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, a lot of high street brands in particular, because obviously they're the most popular um, don't uh, don't cater for their size, so they try to squeeze into something something else, or they think that you know the design is really nice, so yeah. they want a really nice design on a bra rather than just a an ugly looking thing. That's the thing; women <laughs> so, are fitting the bra rather than the bra fitting them, aren't they? Exactly. Or they end up having to go to somewhere really, really kind of specialized yeah. and or really really expensive or something, and or having something really ugly. So yeah, it's not fair that women with bigger chests have to kind of compromise because yeah. the industry just has decided to go, eh, no, not going to cater for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you've had the bra made. How do you get it noticed then? Do you Did you go to trade shows and think, well, I'll exhibit to buyers and merchandisers that are here and see what they think? Yeah, so the, my, first, uh, my very first trade show was about 
two months after I launched, I think. It was in Germany. I got like invited to it because it's a big kind of sports technology um, expo. Uh. And uh, yeah, so I was like, uh, you know, next to all the all the really big brands. Amazing. And I got invited because they noticed my sports bra and they thought it was really cool. And they've got this little category of like brand new brands uh, in the, you know, and the, the competition is called Brand New. And uh, I was one of the finalists and they invited me along because I won an award for it for my oh, innovation. Wow. And uh, yes, yeah, so I got a, a stand there for free, which is quite cool. And that's incredible. Got a lot of exposure there. <laughs> yeah, I think I was in some of the, like German newspapers or something, which was crazy because I didn't know what it said. <laughs> <laughs> Just she's smiling in some yeah, in a bra. <laughs> So, I was like, oh, this is weird. So at this point, you'd launched a website, had you? Is that how you'd launched it? Like direct to customer? Yeah, I only sell through my website. Right. Um, I don't have any, uh, I'm not stocked anywhere, just on, only on the website. So we, you know, to minimize the risk, because I know a lot of women don't want to try new bras, because once you find one that, one that you like and it's your size, you tend to stick to it. So, um, but I know that it's kind of a risk for people to try a new brands. So I offer free delivery, free returns just so that people can try on in the comfort of their own home, especially during a pandemic, which yeah. nobody saw coming, yeah, yeah. Um, is also kind of a, a useful thing as well. And not only that, I also do free online fittings uh, over Zoom. Mm. So people can book on for a 15-minute session with me and I can help them find their right size because, like as you said, a lot of people you know, were in their wrong size or haven't worn uh, you know, a correctly fitting bra or haven't been for a bra fitting in years. So they just want that extra bit of confidence for someone to say, yes, that's your size or no, that's not your size. Mm. So I help with that aspect too. And is it standardized sizing that you follow? Yeah. Yeah. yeah true to size. Um, we currently, I, I, I first started off uh, 32C to 38F um, because I, you know, I can only uh, launch so many sizes. Unfortunately, if I, you know, if I had all the money in the world, I would have done all the sizes yeah. uh, as much as I could. But um, I've determined to keep adding more sizes. So since then, I've added double F cups and G cups, and this year I've launched thirty uh, back size. So I, I keep wanting to add more and more sizes. So um, hopefully, there will be a lot more sizes to come from me in the future too. Mm. So when you do online fittings, what are you looking for in your? So when because you know what a good fitting bra looks like um, obviously people yeah. go with what they feel but what are you looking for when you see it well uh, what we first do is that I and uh, you know the person I'm on the call with bring a tape measure to the call and then I do the fitting with them so we measure the back size first make sure and that's normally the one that's uh, different to what people expect so they'll say oh no I'm a, I'm a 34c and then they get measured and it's like oh no I'm a 30 yeah <laughs> and that's that's what happened most of the time and then we determine their new cup size uh, from the second measurement that we do over the bust, which is normally a different to what they normally, uh, it's a it's a different cup letter really? because their back size has reduced. So, uh, so yeah, and then we determine the bra size they need from that. And they can also jump on a call with me again after the bras arrived. And I double check that the fit is correct as well because the tape measure isn't always 100% accurate, but it'll get us in the ballpark. Interesting. And it must be really nice for people to actually feel like they're getting this such bespoke service. And if it's from you as well, the head of the company... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it must. It, it's quite rare, isn't it, to get that kind of um, service? And and it, but it's so important because this is a an area where people get very self conscious about. It can have a huge impact on their life if they're not wearing the right one, and a huge impact on their life if they are. Exactly. And again, so many of us don't know what the signs are of a good or bad fitting bra. Sometimes, so 
to have someone there to kind of hold your hand a little bit, you know, is to say, oh, this is the aspect you want to keep an eye out for. Oh, if that one's too small for you, and I can see this because of X, Y, Z, and I will, I will try to teach them as you know as much as I can uh, on the call as well, so that hopefully they have then the tools that they need to go bra shopping in the future and know exactly what they're looking for. So, yeah, it's trying to kind kind of help that process a bit more. So, to like I said, to debunk the whole bra sports bra world. And you must get so many emotional people because, you know, they might have been looking for ages or felt quite down about it. And then do you get a lot of great feedback of, wow, this has actually kind of changed my life? Yeah, it's so nice. Like yeah. I've, I've sometimes gotten, uh, so sometimes when somebody has, has uh, bought two or three, you know, sizes and they send back the ones that don't fit, I sometimes get a little letter back in the in the really? package which says, thank you so much. And yeah. I've broken my 5K BB, BB for the first time in a while. Oh, it's all because wow. of your bra. And, oh, it's just so sweet. I've kept I've kept them all there on my, I have a board, which I like kind of pin them all on, which is so nice. And obviously some, some people reach out over email as well and, or give good reviews. Like every single review on my site is genuine. Um, but yeah, it's all so, so nice. And I just love having those little letters because I'm like thank god it's not just a crazy idea that I have <laughs> it's just actually something that works that goes back into what we were talking about that support because I mean to say because of your bra I've got a new pb in a 5k is huge because that chain yeah. of events of then what that feels like of what they then go on to do how they you know feel about themselves I mean it's incredible it gives you a massive lift doesn't it to think oh my god I've had such a boost in my performance simply from changing one aspect of my wardrobe yeah. which is nuts but it's it's true like you're if you got bad um bra support uh, breast support then you know it does affect the efficiency of your run so it does make a big difference that's why it's so important that we get the right sports bra because it does hinder our performance absolutely mm. so then let's go back then so you you did the trade show how how successful was it yeah pretty pretty good I mean I had a lot of uh stranger I had a kind of a lot of the other big brands kind of hover around me really? and they were like oh I hmm, bet they were hmm. yeah I was a bit like oh this is this is a bit scary <laughs> so uh, that was quite interesting so uh yeah it was so good and from there there were a lot of magazines there and they've kind of taken photos and stuff and yeah, it's just kind of since then just been kind of chipping away at everything. That, that was kind of like a good kickstart for me. Mm-hmm. And since then, just kind of just, again, just introducing myself to different people, networking. And it's literally just chipping away all the time. There's not kind of one big, massive break that's going to do it for you. You know, it, I don't feel that really happens. I mean, you get bigger breaks than others, but it's all about chipping away all the time. It's like a classic kind of line. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And that's absolutely true. I read that you've got some famous people as well that discovered your brows, like Zoella and Bella Mackie, who I love and who's obviously a huge advocate of jogging and the benefits physically and mentally of that. Yeah. I mean, how did that come about? So nice. Yeah, I, I literally saw her on, I think she just came onto Instagram and she was talking about Kit and, you know, knowing how big of an advocate of running she is. And I loved the fact that she wasn't talking about running from a performance aspect, just a performance aspect. You know, it was more of a, I run for my mental health. Yeah. I really like people who approach running for different reasons yeah uh, not necessarily for being you know the fastest or the best so I really like that so I lo- I just reached out to him like uh, I'm brand new do you, want to, do you want to try my bras and yeah she was like yeah yeah absolutely and then she gave us amazing review really? I was like oh my god I did not expect that yeah she didn't she didn't say she's gonna win anything but she genuinely genuinely loves the bras and I could have not paid anybody or I'm not, I don't have any you know affiliates or anything yeah. like that uh to date so everyone who likes the bra 
I do it because I've said that because they genuinely like the bra. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was so so sweet. And yeah, she's yeah. Just you know from so nice her, I follow it. her on uh, social media, and I've actually read her book, um, Jog On. And you know that she yeah. w- wouldn't put her name or, or say something if it wasn't authentic. And she's quite real, exactly. isn't she? Exactly. Yeah, I've I've read her book as well. That's just thought that's so genuine, and so honest. So relatable yeah. To people. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, she wrote like a second one, kind of a follow up, uh, like the jog on journal. Oh, did and she? I got a little mention in it. Did you? <laughs> she went, yeah. It's so wow. sweet. She was like, yeah, she's talking about all the different kits that she likes. And she gave me a little mention. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. That's, like, <laughs> that's amazing. Because her influence is obviously really high. And, and someone like Zo- Zoello, I mean, how did that come about? Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, again, she she was doing, uh, yeah, so it's like she was, she was doing a. Um, uh, a couch to 5k so again and she was just talking about all the aspects that kind of hold her back and stuff and I, again I just sent her a little message saying by the way I hope I can help if you ever want to try like let me know I'm more than happy to help and yeah she yeah just said yes as well and want to try it and yeah that's so that's amazing considering, lovely feedback as well considering how many messages like that she must get I mean that's yeah I'm surprised great. that she picked up on it yeah. <laughs> absolutely I don't know don't know how <laughs> So when you started, you obviously had one bra, but now you've got more than one. You, you've got a collection, haven't you? Um, yeah, so I actually started out with two uh, initially okay. from, from the get-go, but I am working on more as we speak. Just a bit of a, like I said, a bit of a marathon again, just kind of starting the whole process. It just takes a lot longer than I keep thinking that it does because it's a bra that, again, nobody has ever designed before. Yeah. Having to think about what an overband technology is and how to work that into a design is, is very um difficult to communicate to suppliers so it does take a, a little bit of a long time but yeah I'm hoping to bring out lots and lots more designs in my time hopefully I, I, I don't know when but I know that is the plan <laughs> so what are the different types of bra then so they're all sports bras but they're all different are they so explain what the difference is yeah so the main difference between sports bras so you want to kind of know what um if, so if basically if they're encapsulation or compression design so basically yeah. uh, compression is kind of your traditional I mean you've probably seen them all over the place those kind of colorful Nike ones that are just one fabric that goes over the front and that's it to um, kind of just so stop just kind of, as much movement as possible and to look kind of pretty you know right, okay. they don't really do much it's, it's just right. kind of one fabric over the top and that's it whereas uh, an encapsulation bra they will it's more like a traditional bra you'll have one cup and then another cup oh. so two you know two fabrics separately to to um, cover each cup um, but you can also get then kind of hybrids of those so you have uh, some that have kind of semi-molded cups uh, which is what my solidarity bra is because I've got the, the kind of the best aspect from both of them is what was the aim of that whereas my empower, empower bra is more of a encapsula- uh, sorry, compression design so that one's kind of more for the gym and it's made from more elastic fabric so you know they do they they I purposely designed them for a specific activity or or purpose you know so you never you're never ever going to get a bra or a sports bra that is you know one design suits all so you know you will probably wear two different sports bras for two different activities like for example I will wear uh, one bra for going out running but I will want a different bra for probably working out in the gym just because you know Mm. I'm using my arms more in the gym probably I want to do some floor exercise so I don't want anything I want a smooth back and you know different elements so um yeah there's so many more designs I want to do so you know maternity and nursing bras those are kind of that's a big aspect um that's a you know big uh market that nobody's really tapped into because I guess so many women saying my nursing bra is rubbish can you please design a better one Mm -hmm. um 
and you want to zip up the front ones for people who can't reach around the back because they maybe they've got short, uh, you know frozen shoulder or something. Yeah. So there's there's so many different designs uh, still to make, and you know that will suit different people. So yeah, hopefully I can continue working on that. I bet your mind just goes round and around as it on all the ideas that you want to do. And the nice thing oh, is, I, yeah. the nice thing is, it's not a crowded market, is it? You've got you're not competing against loads of people like your ideas are quite original yeah yeah I hope I hope so that's why I, that's why I that's that's kind of the big motivator that I had to start because you know you think of well, mobile phones you think of iPhone or Apple you know you you think of uh you know vacuum cleaners you think of Dyson you have people who really kind of dominate the market and it's very difficult to break into that market whereas with sports bars who's the main person you think of there's there's not really one person that stands out specifically I think so that's why again I also thought there's an opportunity here to kind of really make a name for yourself and yeah that's another reason I kind of went for it. Do female sport professional sports people talk about this topic very often? Um, I hear some I've had a couple reach out to me uh, and I've, I've sent them I have you know they have got some of my bras um, so it's you know it's it can be difficult because there are a lot of athletes out there who maybe don't have um, as big a chest as you know non-athletes I suppose but again it depends what field you're in um, but yeah they will do I, I imagine there will be a lot um, I've not seen loads but I have had a few come to me um, to reach out to say yeah I have this problem please help me because <laughs> I'm thinking of something like women's rugby or women's football where you know your chest is used a lot and it would be you know if you're being bashed or or um, you know, jump falling on the ground a lot and things like that's going to be painful if you haven't got that support on. And is it? I'm wondering now. I, I'll probably look more closely. I wonder if now people with bigger chests avoid those sports more because, but they have the potential to do really well in them. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I said, I have, a, I have there's a lot of women who say that they don't do specific sports anymore, or you know, oh, I used to do this, or I used to be a gymnast, or I used yeah. to do this, and I hear that a lot, and it's just like, oh. You can tell that they want to get back into it and they want to, you know, enjoy the sport that they maybe grew up doing again, but they just don't have that support for, you know, their boobs. So they, yeah, they just want to kind of get started again. We just need to support them along the way. Have you ever thought about looking to go into the traditional bra market or is that kind of I mean, a big, big challenge? It's a whole different ball game. That, I mean, that, that wouldn't necessarily be something I shy away from in the future that could be something I you know look into in time to come but I think because I specialize I suppose in in sports bras and my knowledge is heavily weighted towards sports bras I just thought that this was such a good place to start and I have so much knowledge around it I just wanted to kind of really help a problem because I feel like there's more of a problem with sports bras at the moment than maybe normal bras um so I, yeah this, I just thought this is such a good place for me to start personally what's next then for the brand because you've now got two collections haven't you so yeah i have two two sports bras uh, i also have some leggings i uh, two pairs two different designs of leggings i recently re- uh, launched uh, some t-shirts and i have some other kind of non-bra products coming uh, soon and i've also got some socks and stuff as well because as you said we need to look after our boobs and our feet so i thought that was another good aspect to do um, so are these rooted yeah, just, still in in the same kind of idea? They're designed for comfort and support, and then it's not just exactly supporting. Yeah, it's not just um, exactly. supporting um, products to the bra. They are actually all still doing a really vital job. Exactly. Yeah, I think you know, obviously the the main reason that people come to me, obviously, I think what I'm best known for are bras. But you know, I, I I've just 
designed other um, products around it because I just felt that they suited, you know, the mission so easily about kind of supporting women. And they're all really, again, just really well thought out, comfortable products. So, um, yeah, just kind of other aspects that I thought uh, people might enjoy. So you're developing really a lifestyle brand, aren't you? It's it's not just now a specialist. I mean, you obviously offer that specialist bespoke service, mm. but it's now... A, a, a feel, the feel of it is a more of a lifestyle brand of supporting women and, and is it very much encouraging women supporting other women exactly yeah I'd love to like you know in years to come to look back and think oh I you know I've, I've now branched out into events as well I would love yeah. to do in the future like events where I'm supporting women just to just offer you know it, it might not even be exercise related it might be literally supporting women about you know empowering themselves in the workplace so you know it's as long as it's around supporting women then it will fit you know I, I just really want to you know empower women and you know make them feel really great about themselves and feel really confident just give them the tools they need to know how amazing they are mm, because especially on social media and and after such a horrendous year as well there's never mm. really been a better time for this because women are so aware of the struggles other people go through and other women and and now through social media and just online the connections are so much more you know people can hear experiences from people all around the world and and you can get involved in conversations that support what you're trying to do and it's kind of exciting really isn't it yeah yeah really exciting I'm uh, I can't wait because I, I the past year like I, I don't know how much that you heard but I had a really tough time through COVID really um yeah so I was uh, changing supplies at the time mm. but uh, I was due to get more so they were selling really well and I was due to get more in uh in March, when the pandemic hit, because the pandemic hit, I couldn't I couldn't get my bras into the country at oh, all. God. Um, but also, we couldn't get the fabric to make it. Um, so once you know my supply uh, my supply opened up again, the fabric comes from Italy, and Italy were then in lockdown, and it was like, oh my god, I can't catch a break. <laughs> so uh, I mean, obviously, the, ter- I, I'm very lucky, and cons- you know, a lot of people have, have gone through the pandemic with. Uh, you know much bigger problems than yeah I have, but it's in terms of the uh, yeah as as you know a, a startup when you're starting yeah. to make a name for yourself yeah. and now I'm like oh I'm now a sports bra company with no sports bras to sell and That's a time it. where you know people are exercising more because there's not much yes. else to do I had so many people reaching out saying when are you getting stock back in and I was like I don't know yeah. <laughs> so I literally actually went seven months without any stock <gasps> to sell which was tough for oh a my god yeah how did so, you survive that you know, I was very lucky that I don't have an office. I work from home. Um, I reduced my salary mm. a lot. Mm. <laughs> um, and it's just about kind of just continuing to show people, you know, we're still here. We, I'll bring up some socks <laughs> in the meantime, you know, just reminding people so that when you did have stock back in again, you know, they were they were coming back to you and they were waiting patiently, bless them. So yeah, I've very luckily, you know, gotten through it and out the other side now, thank God, and I have brass to sell once again. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to ask you about the pandemic because actually I didn't even think about the supply and production mm. side of it. I just thought, wow, I bet she had such a good um, time in terms of the business because, oh. you know, people are looking to do more. Yeah. They're getting active. They're doing home gyms and, and in the park. But God, yeah, that must have been yeah. really, really difficult. I missed a peak time, yeah. <laughs> fortunately. And also you want to stay in people's minds, don't you? I mean, mm. I guess the good thing about you is you have a USP. 
um, you know, if you were a normal bra company, you know, selling quite similar products to a lot of the mass market, then I think that would be really, really tough. But um, at least yours is so uh, personalized and, you know, there's not many like you out there that and the need is so strong that people are going to think, you know what, I'll wait for this because I really need it. And another question, do you exactly. get a lot of word of mouth, people saying you've got to try this bra? Yeah, I guess so many people saying, oh, I have told my friends, told my family, telling everybody about you. I'm like, oh, thank God, that's so nice. That, that makes the biggest difference. That's like super, super helpful. And I really appreciate it when people do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So I, I'm conscious of time. This has been fan- really fascinating learning about it. If, if someone's listening that wants to start their own business like you did, I mean, your business is relatively young and you've done yeah, so much. Yeah. You've obviously worked quite quickly in things that you knew what you wanted. You obviously had a lot of knowledge that you've sat on for a while. But in terms of setting up a business, do you have any key bits of advice? I know financially crowdfunding, would you say, you know, that is a fantastic way to go down? Um, It is, I think, if you know how to do it properly. Okay. I, yeah, I struggled with it a little bit, especially because I very last minute ended up doing two crowdfundings, which kind of stole focus a little bit it still worked out fine I mean I didn't meet my targets or anything but I still raised enough money to do what I needed to do which was great um but my my biggest pieces of advice would be you know look for grants out there and stuff because there will be some going so that won't you know if you're struggling with some money but also you know look for small MOQs you don't have to do thousands of you know products initially to prove it you know just do a few and and be very reactive and prove that the concept works before growing and growing and growing. And don't worry about being perfect before getting started because you can improve as you go along. Like nobody really hears of you when you get going. So, um, you know, you can make those improvements as you go along, yeah. but it's just important to start. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Actually, that really reminds me of another person, I, a small business I interviewed. I think it was Mallow and Marsh, a, a confectionery company. Yes. Yeah. I yes, think... they were on uh, the Dragon's Den. Yeah, and they actually turned it yeah. down, actually. They turned down the investment, which turned out to be a... I see her, I see her products everywhere. They're, yeah. They look so yummy. I know, they look amazing. I saw it the other day. I nearly... I nearly bought it just because I know how good they are but I was like no I'm trying to be healthy you know they're obviously yeah. a great great premium product but I was yeah I was trying to be good but yeah I remember her saying it's you know once you start you can you can you do those iterations you're learning you can mm. make mistakes you're in very much in that phase and it's about you know carrying on and exactly one example of mine is that um I found out after my first production that the I've got um shoulder clasp where you can convert it from a racer back into a straight back on my solidarity bra and that was too low down on the back so people couldn't reach it <laughs> and Hi. I only found that out after the first production because I, I can't physically reach it so that was like that's why I was like oh this is fine I've tried on a few people and they were fine using it as well but clearly that wasn't a big enough pool to test it on and after the first production I noticed that a lot of people couldn't reach it so on the second production onwards I moved it up a couple of inches and now people could reach it and that's fine <laughs> so again you, you just need to make these iterations as you go along yeah of course and and those are they they sound small but that tiny practicality is frustrating it's a pain point isn't it Mm. it's like the bit of friction that you want to take out of that customer journey exactly exactly and you know if there's one little aspect that's keeping someone from you know having a comfortable bra to wear and it's like I just want to improve it and I'll I'll help with so many people so yeah you will you will learn as you go along absolutely I remember one of my friends spending a fortune on a bra and 
I think she spent about 80 or 90 pounds, which I guess is, is standard for wow. some bra. It's not a sports bra. It was actual, you know, it was a bra, but it was very expensive. And she said to me, oh, I said to her, you know, how's it going? Are you liking it? And she said, oh, it itches. Material itches. Oh, no. So she didn't wear it. And I thought, oh, God, what a shame. Oh, because bless. what an investment. She didn't bother taking yeah. it back. I think she had waited too long or something. And, um, you know, it was just that disappointment of what a, what a waste of money. Yeah, exactly. She's not going back to that brand, is she, no. after that? So such a not. shame. You reminded me, actually, of a, a girl I went to uni with. We uh, were one of my closest friends now. Um, she, she, I'm sure she won't mind me saying this. She had huge breasts at uni and I think they seemed huge because mine are so small but um you know she'd struggle because she she's not tall either she's quite short um and you know she would get her down and she'd be so self-conscious and she did opt for a breast reduction but now she's this really successful runner she's actually like a, an influencer online you have to, yeah you should look her up she's called short girl runner yeah. on it but she's um and she talks about this a lot though because it's so it was such an important part of her life and she, no way would she have run before at all. And now she's, she's got the confidence through lots of different reasons to go out and, and do that. And she, you know, sympathizes so much with people that, and I'm, and she still does. She tests out lots of kit to make sure, because when you get to a level where she's at, where it's, it's so important running to her, mm. you don't want anything to stop you from staying focused on what you're trying to achieve and to for a bra or you know for your bra to be wrong or your kit like you say you invest in trainers you invest in you know the right things to do that running and and bras are just as important for women exactly I think like I, I always think if people forget that they're wearing my sports bra I've done my job yeah absolutely <laughs> definitely it shouldn't be on your mind when you're running the boob your boob should be the last thing on your mind <laughs> Oh, it's been so nice to speak to you. And I, I, I took you away from your uh, beloved Wales playing football at the moment. But uh, <laughs> hopefully you can go and watch the second half now without um, any interruptions. Make sure you don't turn your phone on. Hopefully it's a good score. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, so, so where can people learn more about your products? So yeah, if they want to head to marry.com, it's spelled M-A-A-R-E-E. And not only obviously are the, all the bras on there and the products are on there, but I try to put as much of my own knowledge on there as possible. Yeah. And, you know, whenever there's, uh, I feel like there's a consistent pattern of people not knowing something about sports bras or bras that I can help clarify, then I will put that in a blog post. Mm. Um, and just really just trying to be a one-stop shop to solve all your kind of bra queries yeah. as well. So yeah, you can head there. Incredible. Well, oh, and also Instagram as well is kind of my second place that I live <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> well thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me I will I will spread the word to everyone I know that is looking for a sports bra oh that's so kind thank you so much thanks so much for coming on the podcast tonight Mary thanks so much for having me so that was Mary Thomas founder of Mary head to mary.com that's m-a-a-r-e-e.com I've also put it in the show notes and if you're looking for a new sports bra, I really couldn't recommend the experience enough. And the, and the bra is fantastic. They look great as well. Really, really nice. Bright colours and extremely comfortable. Now, next week's episode is with Carolyn Hobdy, author of Redefining Selfish. Now, Carolyn has 20 years experience in human resources. And I really wanted to speak to someone in this space to talk about just the massive changes we're all facing in our working lives and finding 
the best working style and environment now we all have this opportunity to work in new ways and it can be so much more geared around individual circumstances and getting the best out of work you know no longer kind of fitting a a job role or, or a process that a company puts in but more that that fits us so um, I really wanted to chat to her about things like that and she's written a book that looks at things we've traditionally felt guilty doing so for example putting ourselves first or take on too much or never getting to the bottom of our to-do lists or speaking up and being assertive and then the toll that it takes on us when we actually see it as being selfish and, and actually how we need to redefine what we see as selfish and putting ourselves first, especially women and the pressures that women traditionally take on. So it should be a really good chat with lots of motivating and inspiring insights from Carolyn. See you then. <laughs>